here. Okay, welcome to Hebrew Club Moadon Ivri, and we are going through the penitential psalms. And um, we finished um, Psalm 6 last time, right? Which one did we try? I can't remember which one. No. 30, 32. So we've done 6 and 32. Uh, we're skipping 38. We're going to come back to it actually after we do Psalm 51. Um, some people see them as two sides of the same coin anyway. Psalm 51 is a very popular psalm and actually a great psalm, rather interesting. So um, we'll begin here. <clears throat> Notice the uh, title is always the first verse, and here we see La Menatzeh Mizmor Le David. Uh, for or to the choir director. That's how that form is usually translated. A mizmor. That's uh, translated as psalm. And it, scholars suggest the difference between this and sheer is that this one is accompanied by instruments. Now that's just kind of supposition. Because zamar means to play an instrument. So accompanied by instruments. And that's why you have the difference in translation. But then again, yeah, and this is like the this and sheer are the two most common items in titles, and sometimes they occur, occur together and uh, separately, of course. So, Le David, um, normally translated as by David or of David. And now two, notice here, this is one of 13 psalms with a historical little addition in the title. That's what makes this one for, very famous, because this one is the one we can all recognize. Bevo Elav Natan Hanavika Asher Ba El Bat Shava. In the coming to him, Nathan the prophet, so that you have that infinitive absolute with a bait. Oh, I'm sorry, infinitive either construct absolute to form, I think, in this verb is the same. But uh, temporal, see? So in the coming to him, Nathan the prophet, we would say, when Nathan the prophet came to him. Okay? Ka Asher Ba. Ka'asher has a number of different meanings. Uh, you guys probably know it most commonly as temporal. When, most commonly. It can also mean after. It can also be causal. Because uh, he had entered to Bathsheba, or gone to uh, Bathsheba. And so here you have the call, third masculine singular from Bo. So again, when Nathan came to him, I guess because he had gone to Bathsheba or after he had gone to Bathsheba. And notice that uh, we're really reading, a, we, we easily get the whole narrative. We know the whole story. So just by those few words, it recalls the whole story to us. All right. And uh, so we're already putting this in a context as after Nathan had his little talk with David. See? All right. And we can see that David was a true kind of man of God, a child of God, because he recognized his sin. I mean, he didn't notice, fight it. See? And that's what is, well, that's what a child of God does, realizes who he is and what he is, and then goes to the only place he can for relief. And that's what makes this psalm uh, such a poignant one for us, and a tremendous one theologically. Um, any questions on the first two verses? Tim, is it common to have an express subject like that for an infinitive? Nathan, in the coming to him of Nathan, almost? Well, right, in the coming to him... It's not a construct. Right, sometimes you... you. What may be unusual is to have that a law. So sometimes okay. you have in the coming of Nathan the prophet okay. to him. 
Um, so maybe uh, the only way, you know, I'd have to check the word order, but I think it's probably more common to have the subject right more after. directly attached okay. to the infinitive. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay, verse 3. Hanani Elohim kechas deka kerov rachamecha meche pasha'ai. Hanani is from the root chanan. It's a call imperative. So you have those double lines. And it's, <clears throat> be gracious to me, Hanan. Right. Elohim, O oh God, kechas deka, according to your chesed, according to your faithfulness or loyalty. Again, the gloss uh, for English uh, is a very difficult one to figure out because it's such a great concept here. According to the abundance of your racha mecha, notice that's a plural. According to the greatness of your mercies, meche, call imperative, blot out or wipe away, meche, pesha'ai, my transgressions. Alright. Um, uh, notice that you have a nice, uh, well, you'll see this more clearly, but you have these kind of chiastic structures, just as we're kind of looking to see um, how the parallelism works. Um, notice how the, the second thought kind of looks at the same thing from a little different perspective. Be gracious, O God, according to your chesed, according to the abundance of your rachamim, wipe away my transgressions. So notice that the wipe away is kind of defining what he means by be gracious. So it goes from more general to specific here. And so you kind of linger over this thought as he turns it around in his mind, which is a lot of the function, I think, of parallelism. When you have uh, the repetition of similar thoughts, um, you know, sometimes with different words. Notice that what you're forced to do now is look at something from a little different angle or more specific. So here's what he means by be gracious. Forgive me. You know, not just forgive. Wipe it away. See? All right? Uh, verse 4. Herev. I'll read it like that. Herev kabseni meavoni umechatati tahareni. Okay, that first word. Anyone see the root of it? <clears throat> It's from Rava, and it is a hyphial form. All right. Now it looks strange because it is strange, actually. Um, if you just look at the consonants, take away the two seg holes there. Uh, the consonants suggest that it should be read as an infinitive, harbe, harbe. So that the and then the next word, kabseni, is a pl imperative from kavas, which means to wash. So that would be wash me. Now if this was a harbe, then the, you know, that would mean um, greatly. See, wash me greatly. In other words, we would, we would see the function of the infinitive as adverbial. So that's where you get to wash me thoroughly or wash me completely. All right? um, the Masoretes have it pointed as if you want to read it as heref, so drop the hay, and um, read it as a hyphial imperative from Rava. So it's kind of like multiply. So it would be very woodenly, multiply, wash me. And I don't know if in smooth English it would probably come out the same in the wash anyway, so to speak. Um, but uh, notice that the, the Masoretes are having you read the imperative, heref. So it, it becomes... A little, a little more, what, colorful? A little more uh, dramatic. Wa, uh, 
multiply or uh, be great, wash me, or multiply, wash me. See, it's a little harder to uh, understand that way. From avoni, from my guilt. Okay? And from my sin, notice the chiasm. So actually as a reader, you're actually lingering over this concept of sin and guilt and iniquity. And from my sin, taharaini, uh, here's a more common word for cleanse, uh, synonymous with kavas, another pl. Tahor means pure. Tahar means to be pure. And the pl, to purify. Taharaini, purify me. Okay? Uh, questions at that point? <clears throat> So Tim, yeah. if we read that first uh, term as an infinitive, and then it ends up being a verbial. Yes. Is that can you can you do that with any infinitive preceding yeah. a finite? <coughs> that happens. Remember Hebrew. Like I know when it's the same word when you have the infinitive absolute or something. Yeah. So <coughs> Hebrew, unlike English, doesn't have a lot of resource. Doesn't have a lot of adverbs. Right. So Hebrew has different strategies for making adverbs, and one of the way it does it is with infinitive. So mm-hmm. another common one is that hosif, you yeah, add to do something, something right. so you do it again. Um, and uh, sometimes you add that am ending, like yom, yomam. Right. Uh, and sometimes it's just the noun that you okay. use as an adverb. Okay. So yeah, it's not. And with harbei, this happens. I mean, this okay. is kind of, that's kind of a common move. That's what a lot of. Well, this is from Ravah. Yeah. Lexically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, um, yeah. That's why most translations go that way. Okay. Okay. Uh, verse 5. ani For my transgressions, I ada. I know from yada. Maybe in English, I realize. For I realize my transgressions. And my sin, negdi, is before me, tamid, continually. Alright? So notice that the second colon here um, strengthens, I would say, or kind of underlines this, I realize it. Well, you can know it or realize it, but notice they're before me continually. It's like he's saying now, not only do I know it, but this is all I can think about. See? All right. Um, again, Tamid is functioning, it's a substantive, but it's functioning as an adverb here, continually, always. Okay. Uh, any, any questions through verse 5? Right. Verse 6. Uh, now notice we usually translate this against you, or but notice let's just do kind of a little more woodenly to you. Levadeka uh, to you alone. Okay? Khatati, I have sinned. Notice, I mean, theologically what he's thinking. His sin wasn't so much, <laughs> well, he committed murder and adultery. He sees it as against God. And notice how he reiterates it. Against you, you only, have I sinned. Vehara. And notice that we would, sometimes the direct article has this demonstrative force. And this evil. Uh, or the yeah that which is evil the evil thing in your eyes this evil thing in your eyes asiti I have done all right so I don't know that in your eyes may have double duty uh, that which is evil in your eyes and I have also done it <coughs> in front of you can't hide it hmm. yeah it's kind of nice how again 
I love, you know, when you, when you understand that Hebrew psalms are actually poetry, and you start reading them with the habits of poetry. And so tension and ambiguity and more than one meaning is actually a plus. That's kind of the stuff you start to look for and see. And uh, so, uh, yeah, and, you know, people say it's terse, but there's more to it than that. I mean, it leads to different effects in you. All right. Lama'an. <clears throat> okay, so notice here the Lama'an uh, purpose or result. So that tits dox, so that you are right. Bet dovreka. This, this is actually <clears throat> a call, infinitive construct from Davar. So that you are right in your speaking. It's kind of interesting. I, I actually looked this up because calls of Davar seem rare. And it actually actually are. Um, the PL for to speak is the most common one. It com- comes like 1,100 times. And the call is something like, I can't remember, under 100. All right, so it's that much of a disparity. But here you have a call for whatever reason. So, so that you are right in your speaking. <coughs> All right. Um, Tis cat, you are pure, and again here another infinitive absolute, in your judging. So you are right when you speak, and you are pure, you are clean in your judging. All right, so in other words, um, God knows everything, and he's God, he, so that, you know, it's not as if he's being unjust in his judgment. Okay. The questions through verse 6. Good. So, so yeah, go ahead. The, um, the fact that the bars and calls that imply just, I mean, is it the function of that? I mean, we can't really say 100% that to say, oh, wow, this is a unique form of device. It's not that well, unique, yeah, it's just less common. And as far as I could tell, it means to speak or to say just like the PL. So I don't know. I, there may be a little nuance, but we don't know what it is. Okay. Yeah. Is the variant on. The is that just the plural noun words? The plural noun words, in your words, yeah. And notice the Septuagint and Symmachus actually seem to use that. Okay. <clears throat> and it's very easy, a yud, you know, they must maybe have a manuscript with a yud yeah, in it. Yeah, <clears throat> okay, verse 7. Hain be'avon cholalti uvechet yechematni imi. Look, in iniquity. This is one of just a few places, a handful of places, where avon has a double vav in it. It's just a kind of alternate spelling. All right. Behold, in iniquity, now here's a strange word, cholalti. That's a polal. <laughs> this is interesting. The root, does anyone know the root? It's heel. Heel means to writhe or to uh, you know, writhe in labor pains. Well, there's all kinds of stems. There are PLs, polals, polals, hit polals, hit polals, and uh, here you got the polal. And to, so it means, notice the polal would be to bring forth, but the polal is the passive of the polal, to be brought forth. So that's what it means. And it's from heel, okay? So, Brian, I expect in the quiz to be able to... Uh, yeah, I know. It's pretty easy. Right. And some of them, you know, the funny thing is the form only occurs once somewhere else, so they got it listed. They had a whole list of them. I thought it was funny looking at those. So, behold, in iniquity I was brought forth. And in sin, yechemati. The root here is yacham. Yacham. 
<clears throat> this is a PL. Again, it's not that common of a word. Um, some suggest that it's equivalent to hamam, which means to be hot. They add all kinds of things like, you know, the act of conceiving a child is done in the heat of the moment, stuff like that. But it's just easier just to translate it as to conceive. I mean, it's used a couple times, and that's what it means. Uh, in sin, yechemati knows the third feminine singular, and in me is the subject. My mother conceived me. So, behold, in iniquity I was brought forth, and in sin my mother conceived me. Okay? Verse 8, Hein emet, chafatsta batuchot, uvesatum chokma todieni. Behold, truth you desire, chafatz. In tuchot. This is a, again, I think it's a hapax. Um, the singular doesn't occur, and actually in the lexicon, it is listed with the ot ending. And remember, some feminine singulars have that ot. And it means in secrecy or uh, probably a reference, in secrecy or in the interior or in the conscience. Okay? So look, you desire truth, truthfulness, in the conscience. I really like that translation, see? In the conscience. And in the satum. Again, uh, this is a call passive participle. Satam means to hide, <coughs> to conceal. So in the concealed part. So again, it's referring to your interior, inside of you. So in the hidden part, wisdom, todiani, again, the hifil from yada. Um, the force of this, I'm still struggling with. Does it mean, is he just asserting it? You make known to me wisdom in the hidden part? Or is it more of a plea? Make known to me wisdom. So you can go both ways with that. Uh, um, uh, but again, normally because the first colon has this kind of assertion, you desire truth, the second one is usually translate that. You make known wisdom in the inner part. So maybe the action... You know, what we would probably call the action of the Holy Spirit on his conscience to reveal to him the nature of what God's will is for him, how he should have been living, how he wasn't living, those kinds of things. You know, when you think of wisdom, chokmah, you know, God's order for life, how we're supposed to live, what kind of people are we supposed to be. And uh, it's God that uh, reveals that to you in the inside of you. I Maybe some people, you know, the fool says in his heart there is no God. So those are, you know, in wisdom literature, it's the fool who denies God and the fool who gets himself in all kinds of trouble even on the human level because he's not wise. He doesn't discern God's ways. In, in the context, that would be kind of what Nathan acted, God's revealing nature. You know, what you yes. just did was all... all yeah. Right. So, right, through the instrument of Nathan, it's like, whoa, Okay. Yeah. So I mean, maybe. So I mean, if we look at it in this context, notice then that you could see a line like this as his describing of what Nathan did to him, the effect of Nathan's speech. You see, you're trying to interpret what happened to me, and here you're seeing it. It's kind of interesting to think about when you have this kind of a context. Okay. Uh, verse nine. Tekat eni beezov beethar. Tegapseni u Micheleg Albin. Here this notice this is a PL. You see the root kata, which means notice normally to sin, right? 
But the PL form has some, in just a few verbs, has this privative sense. Um, another example is sakal, and the call means to stone, sakal. But in the PL, it means to remove stones. So here, kata means to sin, but in the PL, it means to remove sin. So, see, cleanse me with azo, hyssop, ve'ethar, and I will be clean. Here's that word again, again, the PL, which we saw in verse 4. Wash me, tegapseni, and then snow I will be whiter. Okay, notice that albin is what conjugation? It's a hyphial from Lavan. Hyphials normally don't mean, and I will be white, right? Um, but this is a denominative from the word Lavan, white. So and the albino from yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah, that's a good way to remember it, see? Two yeah. were the price of one. And so here you don't have the causative sense. So you don't say, I will cause something. It just wouldn't fit here. And you have, again, there's a number of words, especially like denominatives, that uh, don't even necessarily have a call form. I don't think Levon does. I think there's a PL and a Hiffield form. So wash me, and I will become whiter than snow. This is a great move that he's making. See, he knows that... <laughs> He stands before Yahweh, and Yahweh is the only one who can do anything. See, he's the only one. It's great. Yep. See, and this is why David is so beloved. See, wow. Verse ten. Tashmieni sason v'simcha, tagelna atzamot dekita. Cause me to hear. This is a hifil from Shama. Okay. Cause me to hear sason. Rejoicing and simcha and joy. I love that. Let me hear Sasson Vesimcha now, where from? Probably inside of him and from outside of him and everywhere. Um, I mean, I love how he pictures this. Cause me to hear this again. Um, Tagi Laini is from Gil. Again, uh, um, third feminine. Notice this is a third feminine plural imperfect. The, the subject, Atzamot. So, Make me hear joy and gladness. Let atzamot, the bones, now you have to apply, uh, supply the share which you have crushed or broken from daka. This is a PL from daka. Which you have broken. Let them exult or rejoice. See? <clears throat> um, we'll stop here at the end of verse 11 then. Haster paneka mechata'i the kol avo notai meche. Haster. Hide your face. Again, a hifil imperative from Satar. Hide your face from Kata'ai, my sins. And all my iniquities. Notice the chiasm. When you're thinking about sins, he wants you to think about them a little. As soon as you kind of sense a chiasm, notice how your mind, as a reader, starts making connections between Kata and Avon and Haster, hide your face, and Meche, wipe out. So, you know, you kind of, it's kind of going into a valley and you've got to stay there for a while and then you come out uh, on the either side kind of the same as before. So, hide your face from my sins and all my iniquities, meche, blot out. So, notice you have the same plea at the end of verse 3 that you hear, have here at the end of verse 11. <clears throat> okay, any questions? All right, good. We will conclude this psalm then next week and then we'll get into Psalm 38, another very interesting psalm actually. All right, thanks, guys.